We here at God Stories Radio are reaching out to you and your business to sponsor us for as little as $10 a month. We need you so that we can continue bringing hope, comfort, and encouragement through the power of the Christian testimony. By your business blessing us monthly, we are able to bless others weekly. To sponsor us, email GodStoriesRadio at gmail.com. And you don't have to be a business to be a blessing. Visit GodStoriesRadio.com to donate securely through PayPal. Just press the button. You're listening to the God Stories Radio Podcast with Mike, Fritz, Trish, and Tina. Listen to us live on the Mixler app. Also, be sure to follow us on iHeartRadio and you will never miss an episode. Welcome to God Stories Radio. This is session 123. 123. I'm Fritz. I'm Mike. And I'm Tina. What's going on over there, guys? Fritz, 123. One, that's it, man. 123. Wow. Does that any have any significance, Juan? Those no. numbers? Besides the fact that my name Juan sounds like one. Oh, ah, it does. I totally get Juan two three. Uh-huh. I see what he did there. Juan two three. <laughs> see what he did there. I'm pretty fired up. It's been a pretty good week. And uh, what's going on over there, Mikey? It's been a good week. Just moving forward as best I can. Amen. Yes, sir. Amen to that. You bet. Tina, you got some shout-outs over there? I sure do. I have some Facebook likes. So thank you to Leslie Graham. Yes, thank you, Leslie. Leslie. Manuel Ramirez. Thank you, Manuel. Thank you, Manuel. And Beatrice Romero Robles. Thank you, Beatrice. Beatrice, thank you so much. We appreciate you. We've also got some new regions that right. tuned in. Connecticut, USA. Connecticut, right. thank you. Neighbor to Massachusetts. Bern, Switzerland. Ooh. Wow. Yeah. Wow, Exciting. wow, wow. And Western Australia. 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 <laughs> Crikey. Hey, mate. That is a long way from here. Uh-huh. I'm sure they're thrilled to hear all of our little... <laughs> Oh, yeah. Thank you. Thank you for uh, listening to us. Thank you so much. Connecticut, Switzerland, and Western Australia. We also have a new country that I would like to mention. All right. Drum roll, please. Uganda. Yeah. Uganda. Uganda. In the house. Holy smokes. Thank you for listening out there in Uganda. That that is a long way from here. That might be our friend Jessica. That's true. That is a long way from here. That's exciting, though. Nice to hear that there are new regions and new countries, even if it's a new city, you know, just listening for the first time. Mm -hmm. That's what it's all about. I want to send a shout out to our brother, Craig Fox, and uh, thank him for pushing the button yet again. Yay. Thank thank you, you, Craig. Craig. Thank you, Craig. And if you'll send us some information about your carpet business, we'd be glad to talk about it. We ain't scared. (laughs) We are a king of the shameless plug here at God Stories Radio. And we can do it. And we'll do it. (laughs) <laughs> we are not scared. Speaking of scared, you know Mother's Day is coming up, Mikey. Is it really? It really is, it is Sunday. Sunday. Oh man. Yeah. What would make you scared about Mother's Day? Forgetting. <laughs> <laughs> well, my my mom is long past, so I do have some daughters that are moms, so they'll be getting a happy Mother's Day from me. Oh. Fabulous. My uh, mom actually was the one person that pushed so hard to have jesus christ as a part of my life and she was the one that began to plant the seeds in my life to 
give my life to him. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, There's a Mother's Day testimony right yeah, there. I was just going to say, you can't ask for a better Mother's Day gift than Heck that. Thanks, yeah. Mom. That's our guest, Juan. Juan, <laughs> two, three. <laughs> and we'll be bringing him on just here in a minute. But I just want to thank everybody that has listened to us and supported us and prayed for us over the last four years. It's going to be four years in another week or two. I don't know if we have any guests lined up yet, but it's about, I think I'm, I'm figuring about the 23rd of May would make it four years. Man, unbelievable. Uh-huh. Tina and I were talking, we're just going to have to rent a room somewhere and have a big reunion bash. Yeah. <laughs> Invite, you know, as many as we can. Who can make it? guests. I know it. <laughs> I think it'd be great to, to be able to do something like that. That would be awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, Mikey, I'm going to pass it over to you. All righty. Well, um, I met the, the guests we have tonight and our friend Arnie. Freedom. Freedom. <laughs> <laughs> our friend Arnie from uh, Scotland um, introduced me. He uh, told me one day that uh, I says, I, he says, I know a guy that has a great testimony. And then he introduced this gentleman to me. And uh, I've been talking with him now for probably, I've been on for a couple months now. And he said he wasn't going to do it until he got married. And he got married about two or three weeks ago. So Wow, um, congratulations. Thank you. Glory to God. So yeah. I'm going to hand uh, Juan Carranza over to you uh, and let uh, the Lord speak through him. Amen. Thank Amen. you, Juan. Amen. So I just want to thank you guys for opening up your uh, your ministry to me and allowing me to come and be a part of this. And Amen. I just, uh, my prayer is that... Uh, my testimony would be used to expand his kingdom here on earth as it is in heaven. So well, go as ahead. Mikey uh-huh. always says, there's always someone or someone's out, someone's out there that, that the Father to hear has what you have to say, already brother. Amen. Set to listen. Amen. So I'm going to go ahead and start off uh, about the time I moved up to Claremont. I was 14 years old. Uh, I was not really headed on a good path already at that age. I had started to make some friends that were leading me down uh, some roads that I really had never traveled down. I was young. I was very uh, easily influenced and swayed by the ways of the world. And I was just looking to fit in somewhere and started off with a little bit of drugs on the weekend and led to just deeper and deeper things into that world. And the next thing I knew, I was on probation by the age of 15. Wow. I'd gotten gotten into some trouble at school. I was put on probation, and that started a cycle of just constantly falling in and out of the streets and running with the wrong crowd and just trying to find fulfillment in the ways of the world. And I just thought that it was normal. You know, at that age, I was looking for affirmation from my peers, which were my friends and the people around me, and it just kept on impressing on me something that was just not not ever going to be satisfying. So for many years, I was uh, run, running the streets right here in Claremont and really just headed nowhere. I thought, you know, oh, one day I would have a wife, have a dog, a white picket fence, kids, a wonderful career. And I was chasing a dream that was never going to be fulfilled the way that I was living. The devil had sold me a lie at a cheap price and I had bought it. Uh, the problem about being deceived is that when you're deceived you don't know you're being deceived mm-hmm. and uh further and further you know let me fast forward to about the time i was 18 um my parents came to know christ in one of the times that i had gotten in trouble i was on the phone with my mom 
and she said that she had given her life to Jesus Christ, and I'm on the on, on the other line, and I'm just like, okay, what's what's all this about? So I wasn't raised in the church. I never really went to church, but at the age of 18, my parents gave their lives to Christ, and it started something that I look back now. The Lord moved in their life and used them as pieces to get me to come to Him. So I look back now and I see 18 years old, they met the Lord. I kept on just being rebellious, stubborn against my parents. I did not honor them in any way. And I just kept on falling deeper and deeper into these circles that were just literally taking me nowhere. I couldn't hold a job. I was jumping from relationship to relationship thinking that I could find fulfillment or satisfaction with with women, with fast money, and just just being influenced by the world. It was really just taking me nowhere. 18, headed nowhere, no relationship with God, completely rebellious. I'm going to fast forward close to almost 10 years. I'm 26 years old now, still getting into trouble, falling further and further into a place where the devil was going to truly ruin my life for once and for all. And I fell flat on my face March 31st of 2015, and I just surrendered my life to Jesus Christ. It was the complete and literal breakdown of my life. Uh, The Lord, in one swift move, had allowed everything to be taken away from me. My vehicle, my girlfriend, and my friends, all in one swift move, gone. And I was just left with nothing but the Word of God and Jesus to pursue during my time behind bars and the w- <laughs> now that i look back on it i'm so grateful and so thankful that i was put in that place so that i can have one-on-one conversations with god mm-hmm. begin to seek his word seek him in prayer begin to have the pieces of stone that were in my heart removed by the hand of god because it was only him that could remove it he began to mold me and shape me in ways that i never thought well, ways that I really could never do it on my own. I tried so many years to do it on my own strength, my own wisdom, my own understanding, and it took God's word and God's hand and God's work in my life to finally begin to make me the man that he had made me to be. So here I am, 2015, behind bars. What do I do? I've got nothing. The only people that I got around me supporting me is my family. Uh, I just started picking up the Bible. Uh, I'm at a service one day at the jail and I watch a movie on the book of Daniel and I'm just like, man, that guy, that's, he's pretty cool. He, the, the lion's den and Rashak, Meshach and Abednego. And I'm just like, dude, what? I, I went back to my cell. I picked up the Bible and I started reading. And I'm just like completely blown away about this man. And it just the Lord used that story to make me want to go deeper and deeper into the knowledge of who he is. And he started to just, reveal himself to me in a way that I had never known him. Now I see what he was doing was that he was revealing his character to me. He was revealing the knowledge of who I was to him in those moments. And I had, honestly, more freedom behind bars (laughs) that whole time than what I had for five, six, seven, eight years than I was out on the street. Mentally, my mind was becoming free. 
spiritually, day by day, he was showing me what it was like to be able to be in an environment where so many people were captive to their own emotions, but that my relationship, my walk with God, that the Spirit of the Lord would give me liberty even behind bars. So I just started to seek him. He started to reveal himself to me more. And he started shaping the world around me with new eyes, with a fresh scent and aroma of what it's like to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Um, I ended up getting sentenced to Department of Corrections. I got sentenced to one year and one day, and that led me to being transferred from Tavares, Florida, up to Live Oak, Florida, which is north of Gainesville. I ended up going there, and I just, I remember my first night there. I got in a prayer circle. They called prayer circle at about 9 o'clock there, and there was about four or five of us, and we prayed. And I think I prayed. I don't even remember. My eyes were shut, and I opened, and everybody's looking at me in the prayer circle, and I'm like, what? Like, what's going on? And, 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 and I don't know. It was just, I don't know if they felt something or something was going on. Something, something was changing in me. The, the, the Lord had, had given me his spirit to a certain degree at that point that I myself couldn't really re- recognize it, but the people around me somehow were seeing God's hand working in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, as I went to Live Oak, I just started to really have discernment of God's voice. And that was a huge breakthrough and revelation for me. I started to see how the devil would come and attack me through thoughts. And I was reading a book by Joyce Mayer called The Battlefield of the Mind. And throughout that time, the Lord was using that book and showing me a revelation of how the enemy attacked me through my thoughts, through um, false hope. And even through my past, you know, one of the things that he kept impressing on me was, oh, your girlfriend and this and that and your friends. And I was like so wound up and wanting to get back into the world. But then the Lord would quickly pull me back and just be like, no, remember, I have you here for my reason. Mm -hmm. So I would go back and I would read my Bible every night. I would pray every night. I remember I said to myself when I got there that I was going to lead the prayer circle at uh when they moved me from one dorm to another there was nobody calling it and for i'd say a good three or four weeks i didn't call the prayer circle and then one night i'm laying in my bunk and the lord was like i don't care what you think you're gonna do tomorrow you're gonna call that prayer circle and i'm just like yes sir (laughs) And and the next night i ended up calling the prayer circle and that was like a huge victory for me because it just it led me to be humble before God and to really just know what it was like to not care what people thought about Mm -hmm. my faith, but to stand out knowing that the Lord had called me to do something there. I mean, that was huge for me being so young in my faith. And so the next night I called and a few people came, even got made fun of. And as the weeks progressed, I ended up striking a friendship with um, an African african-american brother of mine i can't recall his name but the lord placed him in that place for each other to have those times of prayer every night and we would share scripture with each other sometimes there would be three four five six seven people at the prayer circle and sometimes it would only be me and him but i knew that at nine o'clock at night on that back wall 
one of us would be there and we'd be waiting for the other one and there was prayer going down in that place. All right. Mm-hmm. That more and more, the Lord just kept, I, I just remember how he was just showing me just like how my my thought process at that time was leading me to a place of just complete surrender. He was little by little removing more and more of the cares of the world and just showing me how if I would just fix my affection on him, everything else would be taken care of. I remember having conversations with my mom and she would rebuke the snot out of me every time that I would get in the flesh and I would start to be really anxious about certain things. Um, I was going to these these meetings on Thursday afternoon. Thursday afternoons at 1.30 were my Mondays. I waited all week to go to God's Trials Ministries and worship with these sisters from that ministry that would come into the jail. And I learned, I started to learn how to worship there. I started to just open my heart to God. And I remember being in a room full of men behind bars and singing Big Daddy Weave and just being completely free in that place and more and more growth, more and more removal of the things of the world, the anxiousness, the cares, the attacks kept coming from the enemy and the Lord just, he kept impressing on me the spiritual side of it. We wrestle not with flesh and blood. He started to show me things about the full armor of God. He started to show me how every day I was in a battle and I just grabbed hold to those things. And from one week to the next, I started to grow bolder and bolder in my faith. I was stepping out and talking to people more and more about God to the point to where there was men in there that were facing 5, 10, 15 years that had already been down some time. And they were coming asking me for prayer. And I was just completely blown away. I'm like a brand new, fresh, fresh out the womb of God, born again Christian. And the Lord's like, I'm just completely speechless. And... I just grew in that season of my life, and I made a decision that when I would be released, I would go to Total Freedom Discipleship Program. And I remember when I made that decision that the enemy came at me with the dumbest things I could ever think of. He's like, don't you want to go out and play soccer when you get out? Shouldn't you try and maybe reconnect with your ex-girlfriend? Don't you want to go ride your bike? And I'm just like, no, that's not what the Lord told me. i got to get out and go do this. So fast forward, I get out, I get picked up and I mean, just amazing reunion with my family, just tears, all that good soppy stuff. But I end up coming into town and going to the place where I used to live to go pick up some of my belongings where my ex-girlfriend was residing at that time. And the presence of the enemy was there. I just remember walking in there and it was just so heavy, the presence of darkness that was in that place that it just like made me, it reaffirmed in me where I needed to go. I had to really focus at that moment in time on the decision that I had made in my heart before I got released to continue to to seek the Lord because it was almost like when Satan tempted Jesus with all the kingdoms of the world and he offered him all these things, the, the enemy was trying to tempt me with my past to get me to go back to the way that I was living. And Mm -hmm. I had to remember God's faithfulness and what he had done and the work that he had started in my life behind bars and continue to walk the path that he had laid out before me. I left that place 
on fire. And I just, within 24 hours of being released, I joined the discipleship program. In that program, I was so blessed to truly be given an atmosphere where it was like I was put in a Holy Spirit incubator. (laughs) And the Lord redeemed many, many years of time in my life where I could grow to a point where my relationship with him, it was just, it flourished within the nine months of the program and I ended up staying another three months. That place changed my life completely. God moved in my life. He started to show me things of the spirit and I just was blown away at the the fact that he was teaching me intercession. He was teaching me his word. He was teaching me how to receive revelation. And those things kept me so hungry for him. And I still carry those things. It's like he started telling me things like, I put heaven inside you so you can release heaven around you. Mm-hmm. He started he started really giving me revelation on what it was to have living water flow from your belly during worship. He was just giving me a hunger and thirst for righteousness so that he would fill me to the point of overflowing. He'd pour me out, empty me just to fill me back up again. And I was just like, what, what is going on? I mean, I'm, I'm currently in my third year of being a born again Christian and I'm still getting to know who Juan Carranza is born again. And it's just like every day is a new experience for me. Oh, it'll take a little while too. And like even, even there's just some days that I look back at like the things that I, that I say, the character, how I would carry myself in certain, certain situations where in my past, my flesh would rise up, but the word of God and the Holy spirit comes quicker and sharper than any two edged sword and cuts into my pride and causes me to act differently and walk in the spirit and not walk in the flesh. And it's like, that is that for me is true confirmation that there is a change in me because of the power of the Holy Spirit and God's grace over my life. And that that's what I hunger for now. Every day I just I just want more. I want to go deeper in the things of God. I want to learn about healings. I want to learn how to move in the in 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 the gifts of the Spirit. Learn how to walk in the model that Jesus Christ left for us here on earth. The model that it, what it would be like for man to walk completely and fully in God's grace. And that that is just, that's something I could never, ever have thought of. You would have told me three or four years back that I'd be sitting here giving a testimony in Fritz and Mike's radio. I would have looked at you like you had three heads. <laughs> I mean, even today, you know, I'm, I'm out there and I'm just like, I'm going to give my testimony on God's stories. And I'm just like, whew. <laughs> it's it's just incredible, guys. I mean, you have been in the faith longer than I have, and you've probably seen God move a lot more than what I've seen in my two years, you yeah. know. And, I mean, it's just humbling and just absolutely, you I'm get, just thankful. You get as much as the Holy Spirit as you want. Yeah, and that's that's what I tell my students at Student Life, actually, all the time. I tell them, you're only going to get, in this walk, you're only going to get as much as you put in. You know, how much, how much are you willing to put in? You know, uh, there's a scripture that said that we are uh, stones, living stones, that we come to the Lord as living stones rejected by man, you know, but we're being built up as spiritual houses to offer up spiritual sacrifices. And the Lord showed me how to build, how we as stones build through prayer, through seeking him 
in all things through just being in the word, abiding in him and walking with him. We are helping to build God's house here on earth as it is in heaven. You know, we are, the church is just a building. We right here in this room, those listening, we're the church of God. Mm -hmm. And everybody is looking to us to see Jesus. We are all the face of Jesus here on this planet. And when I started, when I start to get those things put in me, it's like I feel the Lord just come upon me and his spirit and it just refreshes me and lets me know that I'm part of something bigger than I could ever think that I would be a part of. Amen to that. I mean, we're, you know, sitting here and just listening to you guys before we started, I heard the scripture that we are commanded to spread the gospel, teach the gospel to every creature on earth. This is a way to do it. You're re- we're reaching people here right now in this moment through God Stories Radio in 57 countries. 57 countries. Mm-hmm. You know, Plus iHeartRadio. And, you know, doing the Lord's work through here in Claremont, Florida, in a little radio station at your home. For it. And it's just, it's incredible. The Lord was just showing me things about how this, pla- this place right here, here, we're doing his work. And it just it just left me stunned again to just be a part of it, and I'm just super grateful. Funny but. that you had mentioned that too, because um, several months back I was, you know, kind of whining to the Father about, you know, your Word says that we will do and we will see greater things than what you did, and so He had to remind me about the studio and about the fact that when we speak, we're speaking to 57 countries. Mm-hmm. Now He couldn't do that. You know, he, well, he could, but I mean, he, he had to teach in the synagogues and locally and everything. And it finally, it finally hit me that we are doing and seeing greater things. That's right. And um, that's right up, you know, right up the alley with being appreciative, like you said. And a lot of times, you know, I've never been to prison, but I have been imprisoned right here Mm -hmm. in freedom. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, uh. It doesn't surprise me anymore to see, to meet people that come in here and to find out what the Lord has to do to isolate them for himself. Yes. Whether it's prison, whether it's infirmity, whether it's a loss of a loved one, Mm -hmm. I don't, you know, whatever the case, but something is going to make you look up. And he used the word um, surrender. Right. And we know how he keeps on squeezing and squeezing. That's right. He's going to get it all. Until he gets it all. Yeah, and it it took me many years. You know, my, my mom tried so hard in her strength, and she shared with me that when she, in her heart, gave me up to him as his child and not her child, that's when the Lord began to move in my life. Mm-hmm. And as I started to read the scriptures, it like it was almost like when Abraham was commanded to sacrifice his son. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like my mom had to sacrifice me and put me upon his altar so that his fire could come and just move and purify my life. And it, and that those moments where I just see how God's word is continually being replayed throughout history in our own lives is just so awesome and just so mind-blowing. And I'm just so grateful for everything that he's done through my parents to lead me to the Lord, and I'm just completely blown away each and every day. Juan, was your father around when you were growing up? Yes. Yes, okay. he was, yeah. Yeah, my, my parents had split up when I was young, uh-huh. um, and 
I was kind of in between both both households and my mom moved up to Orlando when I was in sixth grade. So I was about 11, 12 years old. I came up, went back down to Miami. Then for ninth grade is when I moved up here, went to the local high school. And that's about when I started uh, giving the, the whole account of where my life started to go backwards. And it was all, it was all, I can really look back and say that it was the drugs. And that's something that society has now, you know, been so accustomed to. Like we look now and it's like the decriminalization and legalization of legalization of marijuana in certain states. And it's like Paul talks about all things are lawful, but not all things are good for me. You know, mm-hmm. all things are lawful, but I will not be brought under the power of any is what he says. Mm-hmm. And it also says that people will trade a lie for a truth. And that's what I feel like what the enemy's doing mm-hmm. with those type of things. Absolutely. You know, we weren't the the word says to be sober, to be vigilant for the adversary. You know? And it's like if he can keep his agenda moving in those areas, he can keep people spiritually asleep and spiritually dead. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I look back in my life and what he had to do to take me out of that world and out of that haze that I was in. And I just like, man, just just like you just mentioned, he causes things he allows things to get our full attention and that's what he did in that season in my life he got my full and undivided attention the mm-hmm. old two by four upside the head part. that's right yeah. commonly known as <laughs> the two by four and, and we were talking outside and you you said it's your you're coming to the lord to a certain extent is uh by a mother strong in prayer for you yes i I truly believe that the prayer of the saints, especially moms, <laughs> uh, work work wonders. You know, I mean, I, I I don't know if if I would be here sitting with you guys right now if it wasn't for the prayers of not just my mom but my families and the hopes and the time that they poured out to the Lord in wanting to come and have a change done in my life because they they could see the road that I was heading and I and I couldn't like I said when you're in deception the worst thing about it is that you can't see that you're being deceived mm-hmm. and everybody else could see it except for Juan Juan what do you think it was that made you turn to the drugs in the first place boredom <laughs> mm-hmm. wanting I honestly I just it, it was like music mm-hmm. was one mm-hmm. uh, wanting to fit in to the culture Mm -hmm. you know that a lot of kids at that age i was 14 that's what they're hungry for they want to fit in they want to be a part of something you know and i i never thought about picking up the bible or wanting to be a part of the church or nothing my thing was the music you know i would listen to rock and roll and all these things learn how to play guitar and that i the like I said before, the enemy had sold me an amazing, beautiful, <laughs> sexy lie, and I was totally chasing that thing for many, many years. And that's what led me deeper. Into, and then, and then the next thing I knew was like, oh no, me! I'm all I do is, is smoke weed, and I'm I'm not addicted to it, and this, that, and a third. And the next thing I know, ten years have passed by, and I'm still doing this stuff. Mm-hmm. You got to look back and tell yourself, well, am I addicted? Mm-hmm. What's going on? Why Why can't I seem to shake this stuff? Why why do I run to those things and those pleasures of the world instead of just being happy in my own skin? Mm-hmm. I wasn't I couldn't find happiness in in anything. You know, I was always chasing the next high, the next best thing. Mm-hmm. And it led me nowhere. Circles of destruction. 
and and that was the enemy working in my life but also at the same time god working his plan for my life because mm-hmm. i look back now and i just see you know there's no message without a mess mm-hmm. we heard that a little while ago yes. mm-hmm. and my life was a complete mess you know i just i just find it so interesting because obviously you were well loved by your family you had both mom and dad there loving and supporting on you even though they might not have been together you know still loving you and supporting you um and you know it sounds like you had a decent life growing up and so forth and that despite all these things you know sin finds a way to creep in and it's you know it's so subtle sometimes it's it's so um i don't know the word that i'm looking for but just sneaks right in there Stealthy. yeah i'll give you a good analogy right in there the lord showed me one time he gave me the analogy of what it was like for sin and how it starts in our life it's like a submarine underwater mm-hmm. okay it's under we're under pressure the world says that we are the, the word says that we are hard pressed on every side mm-hmm. but not crushed if you've ever seen a submarine if it gets hit by a bullet or has a rupture a little leak starts in it that's kind of how sin starts in our lives it's a rupture it's uh, something spiritual that is of the dark nature that has now entered our life and it starts like a leak and the next thing you know because of the pressure around it the pressure of the world the ways of the world it starts to become more and more of a more of a flood and mm-hmm. the next thing you know that submarine under all the pressure from the water around it has now been crushed under the weight and that's basically what had happened to my life the the enemy had riddled me with bullet holes and its pressure to want to fit in to mm-hmm. seek fulfillment in the world had crushed me Mm-hmm. And then I look back and I see how a potter works with a piece of clay. And God used that crushed man and used it as clay to begin to mold me and shape me. Mm-hmm. He put me on the potter's wheel, like the word says. Mm-hmm. And he began to remove things from me. And if you've ever seen a potter work, he might shape his vessel to a certain point and get it. And he'll break it back down mm-hmm. and start to work at it again. Mm-hmm. And I truly believe that that's how God works in our lives. He, he's continuously building us up, breaking us down, removing impurities, removing sin, removing anger, shame, guilt, resentment, all those things mm-hmm. that the enemy tries to use to keep us captive, and then he builds us up again. Mm-hmm. And then he puts us in the fire, mm-hmm. and he purifies us, and then he brings us out. I see that in my own life now, too. You know, I it's just so funny. It's It's just so surreal sometimes. You know, you sit here and you think about your life 20 years ago, you know, when we were sitting in Juan's shoes and, you know, thinking that, oh, I've got it all figured out or, you know, that I know what I'm doing or I'm finally on the right path. And then, you know, you fast forward 20 years later and you realize sometimes you feel like you're in the same place, you know, because the Lord is doing that in so many different areas of your life. He's like, okay, well. These areas might be okay now for now, <laughs> but now we're going to take this item and we're going to break it down in you and and uh, strip strip it of you, you know, strip yeah. it from you. Well, I heard a good message concerning what he said earlier about the fact that you return to those things that you're familiar with, and you know they were called uh, 
flesh weapons mm. because the you know the weapons of our warfare aren't carnal but when we don't understand the spiritual we revert back to what is comfortable which mm-hmm. is the flesh weapon anger depression resentment drugs alcohol whatever the case may be mm-hmm. and until we've experienced the spiritual part of that and the power and it's funny when you've been isolated from the world for a certain amount of time like you said earlier how you can walk into a room and you can sense the darkness that you become so sensitive to that isn't that amazing it's almost like you've gone through a cleansing and now all of a sudden you come in and you can feel it oh yeah yeah, and then it's your choice at that point what to do about it. Amen. Yeah. No, and that was, you know, um, the whole spiritual side of things, I I truly believe that some people don't want to confront that area of their lives. You know, they don't want to admit that there is a kingdom of darkness and a kingdom of light, and we are at war from the day we're born to the day we shut our eyes. And as Christians, as believers, we've been drafted into the army of God to bring a superior kingdom here on earth that will cast out the darkness from this world. That's what we're used for. The light of the world, the salt of the Mm -hmm. world. You know, we are his hands and feet, the body of Christ brought here as a church to be his soldiers. And that is one thing that I just grabbed onto and I refuse to let go. That's something that keeps me hungry and thirsty for his righteousness, for his freedom the word says that where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And I was just mm-hmm. meditating on that this past week. And I'm just like, well, is that just freedom to dance and to sing and to pray? Well, what about if freedom means no sickness? So where you bring the freedom of the Lord is, sickness has to go because light has entered that place. Light has entered that person. And the light is greater than the darkness. And mm-hmm. that kingdom of darkness has to bow down to the light and go. What if it's addiction? It's got to go. Jesus came, addiction gone, boom, you know, and we've been granted this access to the Holy Spirit to be carriers of that light in this world. And it's up to us to be stewards of it. And like we mentioned earlier, you're only going to get back as much as you put in, you know, and that's something I stress with, with my students all the time. I'm like, what are you guys doing? Are you reading enough? And then I stress it to myself. Am I reading enough? Am I praying enough? Am I Am I growing in the things and the knowledge of the Spirit? And am I being a good conduit for the Lord to work in my life? And one of the things that I beat myself up about that kind of the Lord has used to keep me hungry, it's like, am I where I want to be in my faith? I'm constantly asking myself that. And the answer is no. I want more. Mm -hmm. And I think that's something that every believer should strive for. We should want more. Mm-hmm. We should get to a point where we cannot be satisfied, even though he says that we shall never thirst again. You know, it's I will never be addicted again. I will never thirst. We're all thirsty for something, but it's what are you thirsty for that matters, mm-hmm. you know? And I just look back and I see God's hand moving to show me what living water was. We'll use that mm-hmm. reference. Mm-hmm. Then the bread of life that came down and hung on the cross. And those those simple revelations of the cross and the blood of Jesus and how I never thought I was a sinner. I thought the, the drugs and the ways of the world was just, it was a normal thing. I mean, that's where I was. I, 
you know, those that was the life that I lived. And I always thought that that's what people did when they were 15, 16, 17, 18, mm-hmm. 19 years old. You know, I never thought about, you know, man, I'm sinning against God. Like, oh, no, God, he loves me. He knows my heart. But mm-hmm. that was a problem. He knew my heart, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and that's what the Lord had to do first was begin to shift my heart. The word talks about that he will come and put a new spirit in us, that he would remove the heart of stone and replace it with the heart of flesh. Mm-hmm. Well, what does that mean? My my hardened heart kept me from ever actually saying, hey, I'm a sinner. Something's got to change, and it ain't right. Part of a hardened heart that I had to face was my pride, and God had to break that down. Mm-hmm. You're That's in good painful. company, brother. <laughs> Absolutely. It's very pride. painful, yeah. Yeah, he had to break down my pride, and in breaking down my pride, which that has not finished, by the way. Uh, it either. Is a, it is a constant thing, you know. It It just led me to a point to just realize that I was really selfish in the way that I was living. You know, Jesus talks about lose your life and you shall find it. Mm-hmm. What? <laughs> that doesn't even make sense to me. I lost my life. April 31st, 2015, I lost my life. and, and But I found it. Yeah. In losing my life, that old man was taken away. Yeah. And the new man was being reborn day mm-hmm. by day. You know, I was just talking to Fritz about this this morning because we were looking at a book together. It was talking about, you know, how we've been given the power over the enemy to overcome the enemy. And I'm like, gosh, you know, why do we forget this all the time? Why do we come and position ourselves in a position of defeat instead of the position of victory that we already have? You know, it's it's such a mindset. You know, being a Christian is also a mindset because Mm -hmm. you have to come and uh, you have to start thinking differently. You have to start approaching things differently. And it's so upside down from what the world was teaching you that it's hard to get it ingrained in you sometimes. Well, that's why that mindset, that's why we've been given the mind of Christ, Mm, you know, and I, I'm constantly in prayer every morning and I'm always, there's a prayer of exchange that I do where I exchange my thoughts for his thoughts. And the enemy comes so quickly and he hides in thought patterns, mm-hmm. you know? And when I got the revelation of how he works and hides and moves within the thought patterns, mm-hmm. I also began to get revelation on how the word of God worked against those thought patterns. And the more and more I started to practice and proclaim God's promises over Mm -hmm. the lies that the enemy was trying to feed me, Mm -hmm. the more and more freedom I was starting to gain in the area of being in bondage to my emotions. You know, the the word talks about peace, joy, and righteousness in the Holy Spirit. If we're not living out out of peace, joy, and righteousness in the Holy Spirit, I, I, I don't think we're walking with God, you know? He talks about grumbling and complaining, which I find myself doing all the time. <laughs> and I repent, Lord. <laughs> Same here. Man. And, and I'm just like, what am I going to complain for? There's people in third world countries right now that would die to have my job, that would die mm-hmm. to just come and live in this country, to be able to be and on radio to talk about the Lord. Switch, your, switch places with you. Yeah. They're literally being persecuted now, and I'm just like, what am I complaining for? 
My son has an expression for that. He calls it hashtag first world problems. <laughs> uh-huh. Amen to that. Yeah. And I just I just have to be reminded that really the life that I've been given, I have to not forget where he took me out of, but where he's taking me. Mm-hmm. And just to keep my eyes focused on him. And I thought that when I truly not just made Jesus Christ my savior, but made him Lord over my life, that everything would change, that it was just like a wand would be waved over <laughs> my life. And like Justin said, said you'd, you'd come out of the baptistry and it's just angels and cupcakes and rainbows. And yay. <laughs> Doves descending. <laughs> yeah. No. I mean, no. if you read the pages of the Bible, it's like, no, you're going to fight now. Yeah. You're going to be yep. persecuted for my namesake. Yeah. You know, you have to deny yourself, pick up your cross daily and follow me. Mm-hmm. And it and now I see it's like, man, when I was on the other team, it was a lot easier. easier yeah. yeah. Cuz I didn't have accountability. Like accountability? What? No, mm-hmm. I was I lived for Juan. And that's it. And now and that's it's where like, Satan wanted you. Yeah. Me myself and I. Well, I think too back to what you said about thirsting, and I think once we make that commitment to follow Christ, you do thirst, and I think you thirst for purpose, and you Amen. thirst for your destiny. Yes. And Satan's going to intervene in any way, shape, or form so that you don't fulfill either one of those things. Mm-hmm. That's right. So that's why it's easier just to revert back to the world, and then the pressure's off. Yeah, and that's that's something that uh, will constantly be chasing us as believers, the old man. That's right. Right. The ways of the old man. You know, we we, we got to keep that dude in that coffin nailed. Yeah. And crucify him each and every day. You know, now these fresh eyes that have been given to us as believers, we see the world and we see the influences. And the word says that the whole world lies under the sway of the wicked one. And we look out and we just see his agenda being fulfilled, you know. And a lot of people are blind to it. Oh, absolutely. It says that they're blind to it. And even you, we might find some brothers and sisters around the world that are afraid of the times that we're in, but really we should be rejoicing because Jesus Christ is coming soon. He's coming back, mm-hmm. you know, but there's still a lot of work that we have as a church mm-hmm. to get ourselves prepared. Yeah. You know, and that's one of the things that I find myself meditating on. Well, you know, I look at the current condition of the body. Are we where we need to be? Mm-hmm. You know, what, what's, he says he's coming back for a church without spot and blemish, mm. you know? And I, I think that just, that in itself shows we got a lot of work to do, mm-hmm. you know? Well, I heard it I heard it said that uh, if you're not being attacked, then you're not doing nothing for the kingdom of God. Amen. And that's a very, very true statement, you know? And some of the, I truly believe that some of the people that come under the most attack have the, have a, I'm not going to say a higher calling, but are the ones that the Lord's going to use to make a very great impact in the body of Christ. So the, the enemy has specific assignments assigned to those people to keep them, like Fritz said, from fulfilling their destiny and their calling in their life. Mm-hmm. And that's why sometimes us as believers, you know, we come under attack. And we're either going into battle or coming out of battle. You know, one thing that was called to my attention this week, you know, when I was doing my studies too, is that there are different baptisms that we all go through. So, you know, the Lord talks about the baptism of water when he talks about the baptism of the spirit, but there's also a baptism of suffering, Mm -hmm. you know, and um, 
He went through that when he went to the cross, and he's our role model, so why would we be any different that we wouldn't experience a baptism of suffering also? And that's something that I think here in the United States, we don't want to face pain. Right. You know, we don't want to, we, we want to run from the suffering, but it's like after a hurt or after a pain, what comes? Healing, mm-hmm. you know? And sometimes, and abundantly, usually, too. Amen. And that's, we as Christians should be seeking n- not the hurt, but the conviction that begins to uproot those things that may cause hurt in our lives so that the Lord can bring healing on them. And that's an area in my life where I'm constantly trying to be focused on what the Lord's trying to uproot out from me so that He can bring healing and take me to the next level with Him in my walk. And that's just, that's a whole nother story that I got going on. <laughs> you know, and it's just, there's so many like facets to this walk with Christ that it just, like I mentioned before, the hunger and the thirst for Him. Those things keep me hungry and thirsty for Him. You know, I just, I want to be a sweet smelling aroma to the Lord in all that I do, you know? And, it, and it's a difficult thing, but Je- Jesus lived a difficult life. Mm-hmm. Why should I think that it would mm-hmm. be any easier for me? He was the Son of God. You know, it says that we should partake in his sufferings, you know, and I just, I find myself grumbling and complaining sometimes when things get hard. So do I. Uh-huh. And I and I just have to remind myself, Jesus, he, I'm not going to say he complained, but he did ask the Father, if this cup can pass for me, but yet not my will be done, but yours, mm-hmm. you know, and sometimes that's my prayer, you know, please don't make me do this, but yet again, not my will. But your will be done in my life. Mm-hmm. I find myself <coughs> praying those same prayers that Jesus prayed. Yeah. You know, surrendering your yeah. will to his. And I mean, if he prayed to the point to where he sweat blood, mm-hmm. you know, how much more are we going to have to push to that point? You know, I'm not going to say we're going to sweat blood. I mean, some of us might, but <laughs> we, we're probably going to be broken down, like I said, as that clay time and time again so that. His work can be done so that we can be sanctified and useful for the master's work here. And when I think about that baptism of suffering, I'm not necessarily only speaking about a physical, but, you know, the emotional that we right. go through too, the emotional suffering and, and suffering, you know, from our walk. But all those things are blessed because he tells us that, you know, you do anything in my name, you know, you lose anything because of me, it'll be given to you even more so. Yeah, you the know, Lord sevenfold. I truly believe that the Lord never takes away without giving back. Mm-hmm. You know, he talks about I will give you beauty for ashes. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like I will take away your sorrow and I will give you joy. I will take away your pain. I will give you healing. Mm-hmm. You know, the Lord is the Lord's in the in the ministry of exchange. And isn't it funny that we're hanging on so tight to those things, we don't want to let them go, and he's got something better for us? Mm-hmm. And that's that's what I've noticed in my life, that when I let them go and put them in his hands, then he can work on them. Because mm-hmm. Juan can't do it in his own, you know, nope. in his own understanding. You know, and like a few weeks ago, I found myself having a really hard time, and I went and sat at a porta potty at work and cried out to God and prayed, let my weakness be your strength. I probably said it seven times. We're just going to use seven. <laughs> but I just prayed that simple prayer and I walked out of there and five, 10, 15 minutes changed and the atmosphere around me changed. 
the his spirit within me started to just show me that it's it's okay to have to be weak you know that that allows him to move in our lives it allows the holy spirit and god's grace to begin mm-hmm. to move and continue that work that he started in us and it's just little tiny moments like that just i'm so grateful and just it brings him glory in my life and it it just keeps me hungry well, you were tapping into that power it's like you were talking about the brother that was showing up in towns yeah people were getting touched and healed and right food was being multiplied well that that was a sign of it right there maybe on a smaller scale that you came out of there and all of a sudden your atmosphere changed right yeah well and paul said that he'd rather boast in all his weaknesses and yes he says i boast in my infirmities yeah so that the, the lord's work could be shown in his life mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that's one thing you know i, I would have in the world my old man i would have never boasted that i was weak mm-hmm. i was too prideful mm-hmm. i'm oh, strong yeah. i'm a man i can do this yeah and the lord's like <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're a man i created you <laughs> yeah and that's just it's just it's continually humbling and i just like i said guys this is still so fresh for me Every day is a new experience, you know. Every day his his mercies are new to us, you know, and it's just going deeper in his word, the revelation of like, well, what what does it mean when you're a rock? You know, what does it mean to be hidden in your secret place, to be covered by your feathers? Allow me to take refuge under your wings. And I just start Mm. to meditate on these things, and I'm just like, but, you know, (sighs) A while back, I was reading Psalms 34, I believe, and the Lord just kept on putting in front of me. It talks about that he shall give strength to your bones and not one of them shall be broken. I'm at a shop changing the brakes on my truck. I pulled out of the shop. I'm at a buddy's shop and I'm reaching in the backseat of my truck and he had just moved the forklift and he didn't put the brake on the forklift, guys. And um, my back is turned to this thing and it rolled about 15 or 20 feet, the back end of this thing. And it shut the door and pinned my shins between the frame of the truck and the door behind on my calves. Wow. I I gave a pretty nasty yell. My buddy ran over, moved the forklift off of me. I just came up off the door and the truck, looked down, and I had these in- ridiculous indentments on my shins. I still got marks. Mm-hmm. Wow. And they, my legs probably should have snapped. I mean, how much does a forklift weigh? A bunch. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and this thing rolled back. I'm, I'm telling you, at least enough pressure to shut the door. Feet. Yeah. <laughs> the next day I woke up and I read that same psalm again. I didn't even know why. And that verse stuck out to me. It also says that many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord shall deliver him out of them all. And the word became life to me right then and there. Mm-hmm. That was on a Saturday. On that Sunday, I read that scripture again. That's 3417, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> Amen. That Sunday, I'm at church, stiff as a board. My calves are swollen the size of grapefruits. And I'm using the chair next to me to stand up and worship and praise God. And that was such a huge victory for me because i've always thought oh man how cool would it be to 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 praise him even when it hurts yes you know yes even when i feel like some people would be like oh man you must have done something so bad for god's 
to, to do something like that to you. And I'm just like, no, that's not how he works. He's not sitting up there with his arms crossed talking about like, oh, what am I going to do to him today? You know, <laughs> uh, that happened just, on a Saturday, Sunday, I'm worshiping God. Wednesday, I'm playing soccer. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I mean, it was just, I still have like, you can feel indents on my shins and I just, it's just cool how even, you know, that moment in just a, a moment in my walk with him, scripture came alive. His promise came alive in my life. Not one of your bones shall be broken. For all intents and pur- intensive purposes, my shins probably should have snapped and they didn't, mm-hmm. you know? And it, and it led me to just like, more intimacy with him because I was just like, man, you're so good. This probably should have happened and you didn't allow it to happen, you know, and you backed it up with scripture. I was just like blown away. And that just sends your faith through the ceiling. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And Amen. that's what Paul tells us to do is praise him in all circumstances, you know, mm-hmm. whether you're joyful or you're so- in your sorrows, you know, we have to, we have to praise him for everything. Because I mean, he's going to turn it and work work it for good in our lives. There's a song that the chorus says, I will praise you in this storm, mm-hmm. you know. But mm-hmm. how many of us actually take a time, take a moment in the storm to praise him? Yeah. When we're in the storm, we're so caught up in the lightning and the thunder and mm-hmm. the, we're in the boat and the, the waves are crashing around <laughs> us. And he's sitting right there in that boat with us. And we're, right we're going, waking him up. Like, hey, hey, man, you can let me die. And he's like, where's your faith? You know, where's your faith? He calls us out of our comfort zone, calls us out of the boat. And as soon as we get out that boat, we lose focus on him. We turn our eyes to the storm. You know, many times we're going to face storms in this life and we have to be focused on him in those times and give him that praise. And it's, and it's like you said earlier, we, it's hard because we get distracted. The the enemy distracts us and we so quickly forget some at times of his promises. That he'll be with us through the good and the bad. Mm-hmm. You know, that he will lead us through the shadow of death. Where I shall fear no evil. I mean, like, somebody out there, give me an amen. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> Alexander wow. Ray's on with us, so he'll give you an amen. I guarantee you that. <laughs> Faithful listener. Wow. Session 123 at 1. Wow. I feel like we've been having some church over here. A little bit. One, <laughs> you, you said uh, it wouldn't take that long. It's been an hour. Yeah, it's been an hour. I know. I've been sitting here watching that thing tick, tick by, and I'm just like, <laughs> I think we can probably still go. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and that's what happens when the Spirit of the Lord just starts to move in a room. I tell you, yeah. and it happens every time. Does, because yeah. people come Without in and go, you know, I think my testimony's like I saw, 10 minutes. I, I saw the movement. I saw the yeah. change in you about 15, 20 minutes in. Yeah, I saw something take over. Yeah, and I just you got to preach on, go. man. Uh-huh. <laughs> hey, man, it's it's all him, and it's just I really, you know, it says that no glory shall, no flesh shall glory in the presence of the Lord. You know, and I take absolutely no credit for it. It's all done in the Amen. name of the Lord Jesus. I give him full honor and full glory for what he's done in my life, and I just lift him up right now, and I'm just so grateful, Amen. so grateful for saving me, for pulling me out of the darkness, for setting me upon a, a broad place, and for just calling me into his fold. Mm-hmm. He left the 99 and rescued another one, and that's his promise for any of you that are listening, that feel you are out there alone, that he can never reach you, he's going to reach you. 
I'm talking to somebody right now. I just feel it. He's leaving the 99 to go get you wherever you're at right now. He's coming. Just open your heart and just receive him right now in the name of Jesus. Amen. And for Amen. everyone that's listening to on Mixer, we do have a chat. So uh, if you click that little bubble over there um, on your screen, you can chat with us. And uh, Alexander did give you an amen. Right there. Right. A big amen from Alexander. Thank right you, Alexander. There. Bless you, brother. So, and I see that we have two other listeners, possibly your wife, maybe some friends. Maybe, yes. Chat with us. Let us know you're out there. Say hello, whoever you are. We'd love to uh, Could be my dad see or my who mom. you are, dad or mom. That'd hey, be great. Hey, parents. <laughs> well, you dialed into a good one tonight. That's all I got to say. And I think we could sit here for another hour and just yes, talk sir. and drink coffee and... A little bit of Red Bull, get some wings. Yeah, he's, <laughs> that's right. He's got his Red Bull on. So, but anyway, we're going to get out of here. Uh, thank you, you so can, much for hanging out with us. You can uh, contact us by GodStoriesRadio at gmail.com. Please drop us a line, drop us a testimony. If you don't yes. want to be in the studio with us, you can call in. Or you can write in, and we'll read your testimony over the air. We ain't scared. No, we ain't. We'll take it any way we can get it. And also, you can... <laughs> twit us. On Twitter. We'd love to you to twit us at God Stories Radio. And please, like us on Facebook, God Stories Radio, or Facebook.com slash God Stories Radio. And follow us on iHeart. If you're listening on iHeart, please follow us on iHeart. Follow us on iHeart. And also, uh, if you're listening on Mixler, you can follow us on Mixler, too. And every Thursday... You will get notified when the show starts, and you can listen in live. Or there's many, many, many ways you can listen. Um, Juan's testimony will be posted. Freedom's Radio Network. Freedom Radio Network, 24 hours a day. It's running right behind me. And I I just want to thank all our listeners on Freedom Radio Network. We have a lot of brothers and sisters overseas that join us on Freedom Radio. So when uh, Mikey and I are snoring, you guys are listening, and we appreciate it, and we hope that it's a blessing to you. Uh, it's been our only agenda since day one. So uh, Alexander says, thank you so much for the show and your guest. God bless you guys. Well, thank you, Alexander. Thank we you, appreciate Alexander. that. Juan appreciates that. And yes, sir. We so appreciate Juan for coming and sharing thank his heart you guys. tonight. Yeah, we, we were just blessed. had a good thank old time. Guys. So. All right, and thanks for pushing the button, and uh, we just appreciate each and everything that you do and hope that we've been a blessing to you. That about wraps it up for session one, two, three, one, twenty-three. I'm Fritz. <laughs> I'm Mike. And I'm Tina. God bless. God, God bless. bless. Walking around these walls I thought by now they'd fall but you have never failed me yet Waiting for change to come Knowing the battle's won
still stands Great is your faithfulness Faithfulness I'm still in your hands This is my confidence You never I never will forget You've never failed me yet And I never will forget 